I went from seeing myself as someone not powerful, someone who should be quiet, someone who should shrink away, to to someone who had all of the things that she needed and more and who had a very, very powerful voice. And if I can do it, I, I believe that there are so many other women out there who also can do it. And that's what I want to help you do. And I did it all by just stopping to try so hard to to be something that I'm not. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that empowers professional women to rise. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And in this show, I take you undercover into the stories and lessons that I learned, sometimes the hard way, throughout my career. I also talk with working women, leaders, and coaches to show you that no matter what your struggle is and no matter what your career goals are, you already have all the talent that you need to succeed. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is a solo episode, so it's just going to be me talking about one of my favorite topics, which is feeling really awkward and uncomfortable at work and not being able to just exist and be yourself. The reason that I wanted to record this episode is because this is a topic that I think needs to get a little bit more airtime. We talk a lot about building confidence and feeling powerful and taking up space and all these things that are great things that I get so excited about and that I want so many women, myself included, to do more. But I think it's also sometimes important to talk about the darker side of things, to talk about feeling really awkward, feeling uncomfortable, not feeling good in your own skin, struggling with your self-confidence, just having this feeling of not being good enough and not trusting that who you are, who you are as a person, what you have to say, what you bring to the table, just you, not trusting that that is enough and thinking that you need to mold and contort and adjust yourself to be this perfectly groomed and polished personality if you want to be successful in your career. I know what it feels like to feel that way because if you listen to episode one, you know that that's something that I really struggled with. And that's kind of what today's episode is about. It's about why it's so hard sometimes for us to just feel okay and why we have these feelings of needing to wear a mask or cover up or just not be able to show the people around us who we actually are. And one thing that's super, super, super important to me, and actually the reason that I created this particular episode, is because a lot of the times, I know that I experience this, a lot of the times when we're feeling shy we're feeling like we can't be ourselves, we're feeling like we can't share our idea, or we're feeling like we have to put on a show, whether it's in a meeting or just socializing with coworkers, like we're trying to be this thing, or maybe we feel really uncomfortable and awkward. A lot of the times when we're feeling that way, there's an underlying thought pattern that is telling us that the reason that we're feeling so awkward and the reason that we're having troubles being ourselves and the reason that it's so hard for us to speak up, the reason for all of those things 
is because we suck. So there is something about us that makes us awkward in social situations, so can't handle that. Or there's something about us that makes us not smart in meetings, so better keep quiet. And we have this like mean, aggressive view towards ourselves that a lot of the times is underlying this impulse and this compulsion to change ourselves and to try to contort our personalities and what we say and how we act to fit in to what we think it's supposed to look like. Self-confidence and how we see ourselves and all of that stuff, it's an incredibly complicated topic. It is so, so, so complicated. And I'm really only going to hit on one angle and one piece of it, but it's a piece that I think is so important, which is that when you or me or we or anyone is having troubles just showing up as themselves and being themselves at work and just saying what they think and, and acting the way that they're inclined to act as a human, when we're having troubles with that, a lot of the times we assume it's because there's something bad about us that needs to get hidden or covered up or that needs to conform. But actually, there's a giant piece of why we feel that way that has nothing to do with us. In fact, I think most or all of it has nothing to do with us. We think that we're the problem. We think that the awkwardness is coming from us and that we're just like, this bountiful source of like awkwardness and mistakes and stupidity. But actually, a lot of the reasons that many women struggle to be themselves and just to feel comfortable and feel okay with who they are is because of the environment around us and because of these very, sometimes very subtle and sometimes very, not difficult to pick up on, but things in our environment that are there so often and that are so ingrained in our culture and the way that we act and the way that we do things, especially at work, that we forget that they're there, that we don't even notice that they're there. And the best way that I can think of to explain this is to talk about something that I've thought a lot about that I think is incredibly, incredibly important when it comes to women's leadership and women's professional growth. And I don't even think there's a word for what I'm trying to describe, so I'm going to make up a word and use that. But the word that I'm going to make up and use is range. And range is just a mental paradigm that I use to capture the idea that there's a really broad and wide spectrum of how we can present ourselves in a professional environment. And what I mean by present ourselves is we all act and speak and behave differently. It's our personalities, right? Some of us are really loud and animated when we're talking with colleagues or when we're in meetings. Some people might be more quiet yet powerful. There are so many ways to be. There are so many ways to communicate. There are so many different personalities we can have. And I think of range as the entire universe of different personalities we can have. And this might all sound really obvious. Like, of course, we all have different personalities. And, and what, what exactly am I talking about here? But the reason that I need this concept of range is because I believe that women are given a much narrower range to exist in, in terms of how we present and how we communicate and how we speak in a professional environment than men are. 
I think men are afforded without social and professional consequence a very wide range of ways that they can present and ways that they can act. And I think that women are afforded a super narrow range. And it's not like anyone's handcuffing us and, and telling us how to speak and telling us how to be. It's way more subtle than that. It's about social punishment. It's about, you know, getting gossiped or talked about behind your back for communicating or being a certain way and that happening more often for women than it does for men. And there are real examples out in the world that I think can help illustrate how women have such a narrow range compared to men. If you think about male styles of leadership and male CEOs and the different personas that are out there, there is a really broad range. You have people like Barack Obama. I would say that his style, the way he presents, it's really soft and inviting and feminine. And, you know, I'm sure he presents all different ways and in all kinds of different situations. But when he presents to the public, it's very relatable and very welcoming. And it really draws people in very powerfully. And then you go all the way to the other end of the spectrum. And for me, someone comes to mind who is not as well known as Obama. You might not be familiar with him. I will definitely put a video of him in the show notes because if you haven't seen it, you need to. But his name is Steve Ballmer and he is a very successful man. He was the CEO of Microsoft for many, many years. And the way he presents and his style is all the way at the end. When he was doing any kind of PR event or, you know, announcing the launch of a new product, he would get on stage and he would literally, he would scream, he would jump around, he would be yelling, and he would be very, very sweaty. I will literally link a video in the show notes that shows him doing this. You can see the sweat like soaking into his shirt. And, you know, where he is on this spectrum, like where he is on this range is super, super extreme. And that was his style. And he had a very successful career. And he's he's probably one of the wealthiest people in this country, I would guess. And his style and the way that he presented was extremely intense and dramatic. And now I wonder, right, I wonder if a female CEO got on a stage and did what Steve Ballmer did. What if a female CEO, and, and really watch the video to understand what I'm saying, because I'm not exaggerating and you need to see it. But what if a female CEO got on a stage and started running around, like running, and started like yelling and like talking really loudly and kind of like chanting? And, and what if she started sweating? Imagine if she started sweating the way Steve Ballmer sweats with like a, a big sweat mark kind of like on her chest going downwards and huge sweat stains in her armpits. If a woman got up and did that, I don't think I would venture a guess to say I don't think the response would be the same response that Steve Ballmer got. And women sweat. So the sweat stains could still be there. I can vouch. Women sweat. And so it's an extreme example, right? Like I picked the most extreme example I could think of, but it's because I wanted to illustrate a point that also exists when we're not on the extremes. And the point is that men are given permission to have greater range because when women do things that are 
out of range and maybe are a little louder or a little more animated or, oh my gosh, sweating, sweating in a work environment. Oh, sweating, gross, disgusting, right? Like if, gosh, if we do any of that stuff, we're going to be punished for it. The punishment might not always be easy to see. The punishment might not always be easy to measure, but there are consequences for us when we step too far outside of that box that has been so neatly and nicely drawn for us by this culture that we're in. And so what does that mean if you're an ambitious woman who wants to be successful in your career and who wants to do big things and, you know, who wants to be on that big stage one day? Well, it probably means you don't want to take a whole lot of risk when it comes to your range and your style and how you present, because if you do, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to get backlash or punishment for this. And we see this time and time again when females in the media or prominent female figures, they get slammed for these not even not even doing crazy Steve Ballmer sweaty jumping chanty things, right? Like not even for that. Women get slammed for like the craziest things like a, there's just something, something wrong with the outfit. It's violating the rules of, of fashion, which apparently are so important. Or the voice, the voice, it's too aggressive. It sounds too, too grating or, oh gosh, uptick, upspeak. Oh my goodness. Like it doesn't even take much before we've stepped out of bounds and it's like, eh, like that buzzer goes off and it's like, oh, sorry, like get back in your box. And so as a result, because we get so punished for doing that, we in some ways are forced to take fewer risks if we want to advance. And so then what happens, right? Women start to advance, but they do so by not having range, by not showing who they are, by not letting those you know weird, unique, interesting parts of their personality shine because it's too risky. And so what we end up with is we have a whole lot of male leaders and figures in the business world, right? The CEOs and all all the people in positions of power. And you have such broader range among that very large group of men. And then you have this tiny group of women because as it is, there are so few female CEOs and leaders compared to men out there, right? So not only is the pool smaller, which is going to make it harder for there to be range and there to be all of these different styles of communicating and being, right? It's not only smaller, but culturally, as women, those women are forced to conform in certain ways and and forced to check themselves. And looking at these leaders is important because leaders, people in positions of power, they are the ones that set norms. So when Steve Ballmer gets on stage and gets really sweaty and loud and, you know, like just puts it all out there, which by the way, I think is really cool. I think it's so cool that he does that. And then he is successful and he continues to be successful. He normalizes that behavior. And I'm sure there's tons of backlash and tons of people that think it's nuts and too much and and all of that stuff. But he continues to be successful. He has somewhat normalized that kind of behavior. And that behavior is more accessible to other people and it's, it's more acceptable and it's okay to do. And we don't get that same level of normalization when it comes to the female side of the workforce. And so what does that mean when we're looking for role models and when we're looking for people 
at the top who we can see and we can see they have a quirk that we have or they have a flaw that we have or they do something weird or silly, you know, that that we do. We see that in a leader and we feel safe to let it out and we feel safe to show that part of ourselves because we see it reflected back in someone who's successful. And that tells us that it's okay to do that and it's okay for us to go after that. And the problem is with women, we're not allowed to have as much range. We're kept in this box. And that means that when we're earlier on in our careers and we're looking for role models and we're trying to find people that are similar to us, if our personality doesn't happen to fit in that prescribed box, which it probably doesn't because we're all so unique, we can't find anyone out there who is like us, who we relate to on a deep level. We can't find anyone who's quirky like us or maybe weird like us or, you know, maybe you're really loud and animated and energetic or maybe you're just you just have a unique communication style or, you know, a snarky sense of humor or whatever it is about you that makes you unique. But we just don't have as many models out there and as many fragments of our personality to see reflected back to us in the female leaders that we so admire. And of course, they're out there, right? But there's fewer of them and they're harder to find. And so we see these things in ourselves. We see our weirdness. You know, we feel like a spaz. We're strange. We're quirky. We're we're shy, whatever it is. And we think, okay, well, you know, no one, no one looking like me at the top. So I guess I better start looking the way that the people look at the top. And and not all of this happens with us realizing. I think these things just sometimes are happening in autopilot in our minds because we take in so many social cues and all of these things without even realizing it. And so all of this is to say that if you feel shy or you feel like you can't be yourself at work or you have to cover up or you're not, you know, your personality isn't right and you've got to make it into something else, which I really think so many people feel. If you're feeling that way, don't just assume it's because you suck. You know, that's that's the exact model that keeps women oppressed is setting a standard that's unrealistic forcing us to meet that standard. And when we don't meet that standard, causing us to turn inward and channel hatred and negativity towards ourselves and who we are as people and our identities. That is a core tenet, in my opinion, of oppression. And this might sound really dramatic. And it's like, well, I'm just talking about like being yourself at work and like letting your quirks show and all of these things. But I believe that this is all interconnected. Culture and humans and the way we act and behave is so incredibly complicated. And I think if we want to freaking like solve this, uh, this gender problem, We need to understand these things and we need to be looking at these things. And so what I would want you to know is if you feel awkward or you feel shy, it's not because something's wrong with you. You're you're an incredible person. It's because we have this skewed environment. It's the same thing as as thinking you're not attractive enough or, you know, that you have to change the way you look or change your body, right? There's nothing wrong with how any of us looks. It's that the environment that we live in has created this crazy system where we think we're valued on our appearance and we think that there's only one way that beauty looks. And so we all think that we're bad and wrong when we don't meet that. It's, it's the exact same dynamic just playing out in a little bit more of a subtle and sneaky way, in my opinion. 
And I think it's incredibly, incredibly important for us to be ourselves at work and to let our quirks show and to let our uniqueness show and to accept who we are. Because I think, look, I think you can do really, really well by putting yourself in that box and conforming and kind of like being who you quote unquote should be personality wise and how you present and having that limited range. I think you can get ahead. You can by doing that. It's been proven. But I don't think you'll be as happy. You're going to feel disconnected from who you are. And if you're not as happy and you're disconnected from who you are, it's going to drain your energy. And if it's draining your energy, it means that whatever you achieve actually isn't your highest potential. Imagine what you could achieve if you could just relax all of the control that you have over who you are and how you present and just focus your energy on the things that you're doing and creating and your contributions. So as far as you can go putting yourself in that box, I think, holy cow, women can go so much farther by just giving that box the middle finger and saying, I don't care how you want me to present or act or talk. This is who I am. And the thing that I care about is my work and what I'm doing and contributing and creating. So If you have a way that you need me to act or be, I don't have the capacity for that. And I'm not going to sacrifice anything. I'm not going to sacrifice my happiness and my integrity to meet an arbitrary standard. And the other thing, too, is that the way that I see women's empowerment is sometimes I think about it as a giant spider web. And each one of us is like one little thread in the web and you know it's like those concentric kind of circles of threads and we're each just like one little unit of that and as each of those threads strengthen the web becomes that much stronger and one way that we strengthen it is by going outside the box and allowing ourselves to be who we want to be and then that gives permission to the areas like the little fragments in the web that are all around us They see us doing that. They start doing it too. And the whole web starts to get stronger. And we create cultural norms and we shift culture because we're redefining how a woman is allowed to act. We live in a world that is super, super triggered when women behave in certain ways. Anger, angry women is so triggering in our culture, right? Women being highly expressive and emotive like Steve Ballmer on stage highly triggering in our culture, right? It makes people uncomfortable. But my view, my personal view is we have to start to do it anyway. And, you know, that's a big reason why I created this show, because as the show unfolds and there are more and more episodes, I want to feature all different kinds of women and show that range and show women who are breaking out of that box and just being themselves and living life and having fun and adventuring through their careers in the same way men do. I want to show you women that are doing that so we can see that that is available to us too and that we can be ourselves and we can have the things that we want in our careers and we don't need to settle for this garbage if you can have it or you can do it if you conform and if you step yourself inside the box. And I understand, I understand that it's hard to do, right? I have been there and I spent I spent a lot of time in my career hiding. I really spent a lot of time so rigorously and like with such precision fitting myself into that box. Oh my goodness, like I was like measuring the box to like the millimeter and making sure I fit in it perfectly. And I know how stuck you get and how scary it can be to stop doing that. 
But my life and my career got better once I started giving myself these little pushes to just be the human that I am and stop worrying so much if it's right or good enough or okay. And one thing that really helped give me the push is I stopped seeing it as being about me. And I started seeing it as being about the female collective. And I started to understand that as people change and take risks and as women change and take risks and kind of blaze these new trails and show new ways of being and new ways of leading and new styles and broadening that narrow range, each woman's behavior impacts that. My behavior and my willingness to accept myself and my determination to reject a model that I believe is very oppressive for women The decisions I make day to day to be myself and accept myself and not conform to some freaking model that doesn't make me happy and doesn't work for me and isn't my personality, that benefits other women. Maybe it's not in a big way. Maybe it takes a lot of time. Maybe it takes a ton more people besides me doing it at the same time. But me doing it is much more powerful than me not doing it. And let me tell you, if you think that you're a shy person or awkward or, you know, you're just like having troubles letting you out and, you know, you you feel like you're doing what I'm doing, which is like like sussing up the box and being like, okay, this box is 10 by 10. How can I make myself 10 by 10? And just trying to be that like perfectly polished, manicured, professional woman who, who does all the things right and is like perfect in every way. I know what it's like to do that. I did that for so long. And and the truth is, I'm so far from that. Like, not only am I not that, but like, I'm a little bit weird. And I'm, I'm a, I would describe myself as unconventional and strange. And, you know, if I can do it and be okay, I think that hopefully you can at least start to do it too. And, you know, all work environments are different, right? And there are different cultures and there are different expectations. So I understand that this stuff isn't always straightforward and easy, but I just want to impress upon you that the people that make it really big in life and in their careers are the people that just do shit anyway. Like they do what they want to do and they don't stop themselves because of a norm or because of what everyone says is the way it has to be. And I would encourage you to give yourself permission. You know, try it in small ways and see if something bad happens. See if it makes you feel liberated. Because let me tell you what actually happened with me when I started kind of kicking my bullshit to the curb and just showing up as myself. What happened with me is it was hard at first and it was uncomfortable at first and it was a little scary. And then my confidence got a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And all of a sudden it was like whoosh, like my power and my ability to own who I was, it freaking soared. Like it just went to a place that I didn't even understand it could be. I saw myself completely different. I went from seeing myself as someone not powerful, someone who should be quiet, someone who should shrink away, to to someone who had all of the things that she needed and more and who had a very, very powerful voice. And it was tough for me. And and if I can do it, I, I believe that there are so many other women out there who also can do it. And that's what I want to help you do. And I did it all by just stopping to try so hard to 
to be something that I'm not. And by understanding that there's value in our uniqueness and there's value, you know, those things that you might think are awkward or weird about you, those are the things that are going to connect and bond you to the people around you. And you won't believe it till you see it, but it's true. So my push to you and my encouragement to you is just to allow yourself to relax a little bit. You don't have to do it all at once. Like I'm not I'm not asking you to like show up at work naked. I'm not asking you to do like a Steve Ballmer and like flaunt your pit stains, although that's totally fine and I think that sweat is normal and we have like culturally like weird things about sweat and women and sweat. But anyway, that's not (laughs) that's only tangentially related to this episode. But I'm not what I'm saying is I'm not asking you to like do this huge, crazy thing, but just show little nuggets of yourself and little glimmers of yourself and find little ways for it to come out because it's not only about making you more successful, although I really want to help women rise up, but it makes you happier. It makes your life more fulfilling. It makes work feel different. It makes it feel more like family, more like a place where you can just show up and be you. And so give it a try. Try it out. Find those little ways to do it and let me know how it goes for you. Let me know if you feel different or if you notice change. I guarantee you that you will. And that's about it for this episode. That's all I got for now. I really hope you found it helpful. You might be able to tell I I feel really strongly about these types of topics and I get pretty fired up, but I just hope that I can fire you up to to give yourself more of what it is you need to step into the greatest version of yourself and hopefully the leader that you are and the leader that you're becoming in your career. Because my end game is more female leaders. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired and quite frankly, I'm frustrated and annoyed by the imbalance out there and how long it's taking. You probably already know that. But I wanted to thank you so, so much for listening. And I've mentioned this in a couple of other episodes, but we're getting close to the end of season one of the show. And so I just wanted to let you know that we're going to be closing off season one soon and starting season two. And that's hugely exciting for me because this was a brand new project and I had no idea how the heck it was going to go. And I'm really excited to bring you more. And I really want to know what's helpful for you. I want to know what you like, what topics you want to hear about, what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. It helps me enormously because I'm still figuring out, you know, creatively and otherwise how the show should evolve and what it should be. And your input and opinion means the world to me. So I would love to hear from you if you have an opinion or you have any feedback you'd like to share that can help me make the show even more enjoyable and helpful for you. So feel free to reach out. I'm on Instagram. I made an Instagram account for the show. It's at the art of speaking up and I have an email address for the show. It's Jessica at the art of speaking up.com. I love hearing from people. It makes me really happy. So please reach out. And in the meantime, I just hope things are going well for you. I hope that you're in a good season of your life and your career. I hope that you're in a happy place as you're listening to this. And I hope that if something is hard, I hope you're feeling the possibility for shift or change. Even when things are hard, I guess I try to remember that it's all part of this bigger picture. And if something is hard in this moment, 
It's probably because things are gonna get less hard, right? It always just ebbs and flows. So I hope you have an incredible day, an incredible week, and I'll catch you next week with another of the more traditional interview-style episodes. Think you'll love it, and catch you then. Bye.